welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Poppin' Twin Bee for the Super Nintendo. Pop and Twinbee was developed by Konami and published by them in Japan in March of 1993. It was then published by Palcom, that is the Konami's European branch, in Europe of 1993. And not released for many years in North America. Oh, no. So this is one of those rare examples where Europe actually got the better end of the deal here. Yeah, yeah. It was eventually uh, released on lots of systems and most recently the Nintendo Switch uh, in November of 2020 as part of the online Super Nintendo service. Now, this is the sixth game in the Twin B series. Yeah, it's a it's a long lived kind of series, I guess. Yeah, uh, there is, of course, the Nintendo version, which is a loosely based on the arcade. Was that Stinger? Uh, yes, one came out here in the United States as Stinger. Okay. And this game is actually the follow-up to the arcade game Daytona Twin B. I see. So it is uh, most like that one. Now, this was also the first of three Twin B games that were then released in Europe. Oh, wow. Okay. So they got this. They got a Game Boy one that was actually a little bit older, but re-translated uh, and put out there. Right on. And the third one they got was the side-scrolling platform game, Pop and Twin B Rainbow Bell Adventures. And you heard me correct. It is a platformer. Nice. You play as a Twinbee, Winbee, or a new one, a green one called Gwenbee. Okay. And it looks really fun. It's it's like a Konami Super Nintendo platformer, and you play as the little ship. You've got okay. like a rechargeable like flight thing. There's still bells. All the same power-ups are there. You still get your options. It's pretty crazy. Huh. Maybe worth checking out. Definitely. Uh, sadly, it just never came out here. Hmm. This game was re-released as part of the... Twin B collection for the PlayStation Portable. It came out on the Wii U Virtual Channel and in 2015 or 2014 and the 3DS Virtual Channel in 2016. And like I said, you can now find it on your Switch if you have the online service. Cool. It's out there. Get it. Get popping. Nick, what kind of game is Poppin' Twin B? Poppin' Twin B is a top-down, vertical-scrolling shooter. Shoot 'em up, cute 'em up, you might even say. Quum up? Quum up. Is there a shmup, you know, portmanteau? Cum up. But yeah, it is uh, your standard shoot 'em up. But this Twin B kind of flavor is a nice change of pace from many of the standard shoot 'em ups. I think this series is one of the very first cute em ups if you will like this and maybe fantasy zone yeah i think from way back in the day now as a shoot em up you uh do have your main function is shooting of course and that's just holding down that button shoot away forward mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there are of course power ups so we'll talk about those in a moment but what makes uh, i think popping or not popping but the twin b series interesting is it's not just shooting you also have bombs Mm-hmm. And bombs hit on a different plane. There are certain enemies that are only on the ground. Sure. Or a lower lower plane. Like Xevious style. Definitely. 
and you said, well, that's not that that different. There's Xevious. But Twin B adds one more twist, <laughs> and that is your little ship has arms. Yeah, we kind of bury the lead. That's one of the things. I, I mean, uh, and they're not just, they're like big kind of boxing glove fists. Yeah, and you can punch with those. Yeah. It's a whole third attack. Yeah. A very short range, but very strong. Yeah, and you can also use it to reflect some bullets. Yeah, I wish I was better at doing that. Uh, yeah, same here. <laughs> and that's not all, because like many of these games, you also have a screen clearing or mega attack. Yes. And it's a little different in this one, because it's not like an instant screen clear. You swell up and then shoot out a ton of little twin bees or win bees or whatever. Sure, yeah. And I keep saying those names, but win bee is the, two, the second player's ship. Yeah, slightly different. It is pink, and it has a heart shaped. I guess that's where the pilot is. I don't know if it's a robot. I don't know the story behind the the ships in this. Yeah, it's a different pilot, though, which, as you might imagine, is a lady. Oh, yeah. So I guess it's the canopy is a heart shaped. It's it's pretty cool. Pretty cute. Yeah. And the way it works is like you shoot out tons of little ones. And while that's happening, you can no longer attack. Right, right. But, uh, you know, it doesn't clear all of the bullets from the screen. So you still have to kind of dodge them. Yeah. And they, you know, bounce around. They'll hit everything. It is a good super attack, though. Sure, yeah. Uh, and then the thing that also makes Twin B very unique is that it doesn't have a standard, oh, the orange enemies are flying in, shoot them all, and you'll get the power-up. No, we have a very different bell-based power-up system. And it is quite a system. I can see where a lot of people would not like it, but I really do enjoy it. I think it adds a lot more to the game because it gives you some agency. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because you will see... Th- certain clouds that are very obvious there are big goofy clouds that when you shoot them a bell they have faces yes yeah a big smiley happy cloud that you begin to shoot immediately and yeah it will spawn out these bells that will then descend and you can bounce them back i mean you can collect them of course and depending on what color they are it will give you a different sort of power up or bonus and you shoot them and bounce them to change the colors through a kind of order When you do this, you are trying to change the color by shooting them, but that also sends them rocketing towards the top of the screen. And if you shoot them too much, they will then leave the screen and eventually come back down. Yeah, it's crazy that you can really get them going and then you'll be surprised sometimes like, oh, whoa, here comes a bell. Or at least I was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when they start out, they're gold and the gold ones are just worth points. Yeah. And if you hit them in a row, like you get gold ones in a row, they actually increase in points. Yeah, there's uh, opportunities for that, especially after most of the bosses, where you'll get a big field of bells will start coming down, and if you, they all start off bronze or gold or whatever, and you can just swoop in and get a ton of points, bonus points, which, you know, is okay, I guess. You don't get lives for that or credits, do you? I don't know. I, th- I think it might just be for the, the little score keeping at the end. Yeah, I think you're right. Now, it starts at 500 points. The second one is 1,000, then 2,500, then 5,000. And then finally, if you get five in a row, they are 10,000 points apiece. So that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. But really, you don't want those gold ones. You want to shoot them all and you want to change their color. Now, if you change their color and it's not a color you want, you can shoot them for I don't know how many times, but shoot them a few more times again. They will turn back to gold. They can shoot them a few more times after that and they will switch to another color. Yeah, and is this just the random colors? Is there a set order? It seemed to change. Sometimes it's, you know what I mean? Like, it seemed like there might be a pattern, but I could never figure it out if there yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know if there is either. I don't think there is. And there's just so much going on. It's really hard to tell. Yeah, 
Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> because, you know, while you can shoot them again and again and again to change them, you're also fighting enemies during this and dodging bullets. Yeah, it's it's quite uh, it's quite an experience because everything, nothing stops. And, you know, you do kind of get the classic like, oh, here comes a field of power ups. So here's some clouds and you can start getting them. But if, if you, you know, <laughs> change them more than once, then you are doing it in the heat of a very intense battle. Yeah, you don't have a full time to just easily power up necessarily. It's like by the skin of your teeth. So that's really the fun trade off is, you know, do you wait out one that you really want or do you just take what's there? Right. And let's, right. let's talk about what's there, because uh, you often will find blue ones. Yeah. And blue is uh, a speed increase. Yeah, which you're going to want at least one because you do start off kind of slow in the classic mm -hmm. uh, fashion of, of mini shooters. Now, do you know how many of these you can get? Uh, you can get four. If you go past the fourth level, it loops back around. It's you're, you're slow again. Oh, that's horrible. Well, I yeah. never had that problem, though. So, no, I, I would just try to get one and then hope for the best. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we have the white or it was really a more silver looking bell. Yeah, this is a weapon, uh, the cannon. And mm -hmm. it's it's a, a huge, like kind of white energy ball you shoot out. It's your strongest special weapon. Well, here's the thing. It doesn't actually do any more damage than your normal shot. Oh, really? It's just wider? It is just larger, which is very handy. Yeah, yeah. Especially for bosses. Um, and then you also have the purple. Yes, this is another weapon. The three-way shots. Again, same strength, but now you have, you know, a spread gun, basically. Yeah, it shoots. Not as big as the cannons bullets, but they're they're larger, kind of green. Uh, they're, they're pretty cool. They're like little waves. Yes. And they are very useful for when you're just fighting lots of different enemies and a lot of bosses that move in weird ways. Yeah. Or shoot right in front of them. And like many, uh, you know, classic spread weapons, you can fly close to an enemy that is tough to really like blast them all in there. Now, the downside of this weapon is that you will often shoot bells you are not meaning to with it. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes it this weapon makes it very hard to get a specific color if you're trying to. Yeah. Uh, then we have the pink bell yeah this is maybe the most important one it's the barrier <laughs> truly truly which gives and, you a little force field kind of and it's not a one hit to destroy the force field you get a couple hits on that shield that's right and if you pick up another pink it will replenish it all the way in fact you can stack them and get stronger and stronger force fields which you should and i don't know when does that top out is it three i not sure that sounds about right I mean, I noticed uh, at least three different colors of force field. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, it definitely changes as you get hit, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. No, no, I don't think. I mean, it does if you started with a stronger one. Right, right. And then finally, we have what I think is maybe not the most important, but the most fun and the most prized of all <laughs> of the bells. That is the green bell. Yeah, this gives you this activates your as the manual calls it transformations. Hmm. which are not what they sound like. It's really just kind of like an option or another little ship that follows you around, a little mini twin bee. I've seen it referred to as a drone. Sure, yeah. And, you know, each green bell you get pops another little one of these out, and they will f accompany you. They will fire. They only shoot your normal shots, but, you know, they'll, they'll help you build up some firepower. You can get up to four at once. Oh, yes. What a rare occurrence. And you can, if you can get more than that, you can stock them in reserve up to nine. Really? Yeah, not not a thing I've, <laughs> I've, I've never <laughs> encountered that. 
so that you know legend says but wow i mean if you i guess if you're a twin b master that is a pretty wicked skill to to have but uh maintaining four is hard enough because i mean while they are handy and they do shoot out a ton of bullets mm-hmm. they're also adding to the 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 cacophony of sprites the confusion of oh, yeah. bullets and things flying around the screen and while they themselves are invincible when you get hit i think it's with every two hits you it's, lose yeah one of these little drones yes unfortunately and so they can be tough to to hang on to sometimes but you definitely want to try as best you can there's so many times that i would hear the noise of eh. yeah i was you, like oh no i got hit but i have no clue what hit me there's yeah, well. so much going on <laughs> yeah um and you know I, I don't know if we we've mentioned it because you know while you do have that pink bell force field like you you're not a one-hit kill you do have a life meter yes so i and if you have the shield up i don't think and you get hit it'll just hit the shield and it won't you won't lose a a drone now we'll get to that life meter in a moment yes right uh, yeah. but there's one more bell the flashing bell yeah, which is, uh, it lets you add to your stock one of your super uh, screen clearing. I, I see them called chibi attacks sometimes. In yeah, the, the chibi blaster. Yeah, so, and you can hold up to nine of those in reserve. Now, as you said, uh, oh, side note, those carry over when you die. Okay, I know you do start with three at the very beginning, too. Yeah, so. if you have more than three, you... You keep those when you when you continue. Now, yeah. uh, speaking of continues, we did mention you do have health in this game. And yeah. uh, when that health's gone, you die. But luckily, a lot of times the bombed enemies will give you a heart. That's right. Yeah. Um, sometimes it'll just say dud. But when a heart picks up, you can restore your life, which is uh, very good. And you want to do it now, as much as you can. The heart is not a full restore, though. No, unfortunately. It's like a third, I think it feels like. Yeah. A quarter, somewhere a third, there. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And as we mentioned, uh, life bar is, you know, the full life bar. There are no lives. Once you have depleted that, you die. Mm-hmm. And you can continue with another credit. Yeah. And I'm really confused on the credit situation in this game. Uh, yeah, it's... I, I didn't really activate it, as we'll get into uh, later. But uh, um, the, the, the weird thing is, is that you have... When you die... You only have 10 seconds to choose. <laughs> It'll either say keep it up or give it up. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's just infinite continues, but you you can't dally around. <laughs> it is not infinite continues uh, and always. Oh, OK. I'm pretty sure there is a, an end to them, especially in two player, because I ran into the end of them. Oh, OK. I, I believe it. OK. Now, as you mentioned, there are options and the option menu in this game is wonderful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It gives you the big one for me is you can, you know, set your buttons up, which actually is kind of important to do, I feel like, because in the beginning, it has your punch and your bomb as the same button. That's right. Yeah. And is okay for beginners, I guess. I I didn't really mess with it, uh, to be honest with you, because I, I didn't really use the punch that much. Right. And if you're going to be using them as the same button, you have to hold down the button to punch and a yeah. tap as a bomb. Yeah. Now, it's just as easy to add it to... I had it on my L, I think it was. Mm. Sure, yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's not the only thing it lets you do, because it also lets you change a couple options about the way you play the game. Yeah, specifically, yeah. the drones or whatever they're called. Um, yeah, it depends on... Uh... Well, when you start, yeah, you uh, aside from, you know, this menu where you change your controls and your 
you know, there's a difficulty level and stuff. Um, but there's also when you start the game, then you have to choose how your, your what they call your transformations in the manual to where you can kind of choose a different behavior pattern for your drones. Yeah. And you also choose if you're going to be playing as Twin B or Winby because they have different formations. They do. And they act s- slightly differently where... For example, like you have your kind of default one where they'll just follow you. Like a classic. Like a, yeah, like a life, life force. force. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. some reason, I can only remember the name Salamander. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> no, life force. Yeah, classic life force. They just trail you and they're shooting in the direction you go. And it's a good setup because it, it allows you to do the, like the, the super narrow beam of attack yeah, on a boss. And, but even this is slightly different where twin bees will you know when you stop moving they'll come up to you but wind bees will not they'll stay spread out so it's a little different there and that's kind of interesting because it actually lets her have a little more control over that form and gets you can set up better uh shots for bosses i think yeah yeah for sure and then you can choose the i think it's concentration what are, where they rotate surround. around surround yes sorry yeah, yeah. It's like an orbiting one. And it's this is another interesting diversion because Twin B, it's you know, they spin around you and all shoot forward. Yeah. But Win B is way different because all of hers face away from her. Yeah, they always they all shoot out in like a radial fashion. Yeah. So if they are to the left or right, they shoot left or right. And if they are below you, they shoot behind you. Which is pretty cool. I think Twin B's forward shot is better safe for bosses but when levels especially when you're getting swamped by millions of uh enemies all around uh windbees can be very handy and then finally we have the engulf form yeah the weirdest one i never used it but i will at some point i played around with it a little bit uh at least with twin bees uh because in this they kind of instead of orbiting you or following you they just keep moving like to the left or right and then kind of curve up and back down yeah kind of like and and their movement creates kind of a box of attacks yeah so it's it's pretty interesting uh you know that way you're still getting most of your shots forward but some of them i guess will can arc across to the sides as they move it's very strange but the difference here is that Winby's instead of curving forward, hers curve back. And I think they, I don't know if they always shoot backwards, but it's a, another weird one. Yeah. It does shoot backwards uh, a lot. So that, that, I don't know if I, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. it's, it's probably <laughs> the least useful of all of them. I, I would, I would imagine so. <laughs> uh, and then we also, in this options menu, have a difficulty slider. Yeah. From one to seven. Um, not real sure if it's just like it changes the amount of bullets shot at you and which mm. and some enemies don't even shoot bullets at the lower levels. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, we have two other forms to choose between normal mode and couple mode. Yeah, this is cool because, you know, normal is just normal. But uh, if you are playing two player and you play the couple mode, the enemies concentrate their attacks on the twin B. So. If you're playing with someone who is a new new player that doesn't Less know what skilled doing, or much younger. Yeah, then they'll, you know, they'll kind of leave them alone a little more so, which is a really fun idea. Yeah, they still have to avoid bullets and avoid the enemies, but they're not the central point of focus of the enemy. So that's a pretty cool idea all around. Yeah. Now, the other cool thing about two player is there are a few bonuses you get that you don't get in normal one player campaign. Mm-hmm. And that is the fact that you can share health. Yeah, if you, you what you got to fly up and touch each other. Yes, you got to fly up, and I think it's 
is it the punch button? I think it has a different button, or at least it can mm-hmm. you, in the however you set it up. But most importantly, you have the two-player super attack. And yeah, that is <laughs> when you get on top of each other and uh, whoever wants to initiate the attack has a button to hit. For me, it was R. Mm-hmm. And you briefly spin the player around you, like swing them around. You grab hands and you're like just swinging them around. Yeah. And while you're swinging them, they are invincible. And then when you let go, they're invincible. They bounce around the screen and kind of aim for, I don't know, like the enemies to a degree. Yeah. I mean, uh, can they control themselves while they're flying around? Not at all. Nor can they control where they end up, which sometimes is a pain. (laughs) But it's a very powerful attack that makes them invincible. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's invaluable. Yeah, for enemies that are like creeping up from behind or bosses that are just like pounding you from the front, you know, with a endless stream of bullets or lightning bolts. It's a great way to just kind of hang out on the sides or the top and, <laughs> you know, deal some damage with knowing that your partner is going to be safe and sound yeah. until they stop. And best of all, it's free. Very free. That's the best part of all. You are correct. Well, Nick, this game never came out in America, but I'm guessing those PAL territories did have an English manual. They did, and uh, it's a pretty good one here. Uh, I hope so, because, I mean, this is Konami. They never let us down. Uh, The two things I want to know is how much uh, cute artwork is in it and how many puns. um, Okay, not a lot of puns, but there is Uh, a lot of cute artwork. It's All right. I mean, it's 23 pages, and wow, we're talking full color, baby. Lots, oh, nice. Lots of uh, anime pictures of Twinby and Winby and the pilots who may or may not also be named Twinby and Winby. The bad yeah, guy, th- Dr. Marta. I think and, they are named the same. It's it, it seems to be. Yeah, at least from what I can gather in the manual. But now before we go any further, I don't think if you haven't played this game, you really deserve you really should uh, at least look up what Twinby and Winby look like because yeah, they are the most adorable spaceships you could ever design. Yeah, they're they're super cute, and uh, it is reflected in the manual. You know, lots of character, and it has a, the story. In fact, is a a, <laughs> a brief, I think, two page little kind of like anime comic. Oh, okay, cool. Where um, Twinbee and Winby are on patrol, and suddenly they just get a message from a little girl named uh, Madoka, and she says, "Help! I'm being followed by soldiers because her grandfather hit his head on a pole, and it turned him evil." Uh, Doctor Mardock. Yeah, Who, I hate to say this. Looks suspiciously like a Doctor Wiley. Yeah, he, he has these weird, almost rabbit-like buck teeth. Kind of, it's a strange design, but he's turned evil, and now apparently he's using his scientist abilities to make robots to attacks and take over the world or something. I don't know. So uh, I did see a reference that his his uh, minions are referred to as the Acorn Crew. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a Dr. Robotnik-ish robots here, mostly animal-based, it seems like, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you get that, and it looks cool, and, you know, it goes through and explains all your the things we talked about. You get all your bells, your controls. You do get a level preview and a few enemy names at the end. Okay, and we did not mention this, but, you know, once you do eventually run out of uh, lives and or beat the game, you are given a score and it shows you what levels you scored the best on. Yeah. Does this give you any place to record these scores? 
It does not, my friend. Mm, fair enough. I mean, unless you want to just write over <laughs> the manual. <laughs> Heck no. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with uh, Poppin' Twinbee? I had none. I had never played uh, this game or even any of the other series. I, I remember Stinger being available as a kid, and I was always kind of on the fence where I was like, that ship looks cool. It's got arms, but it also looks cartoony. And as, you know, like a eight or nine year old, I wasn't sure. And I actually never played it. All right. Um, for some reason, I thought we had covered one of these games on the show before. Mm. Uh, the problem with having played over 200 games for oh, a sure. podcast. <laughs> um, but I think it was just one of the ones that, that I had um, found in uh, the many, many ROMs in my main arcade cabinet. And, uh, you know, there was a, a period of time where my son and daughter and I were just really going for every shoot 'em up we could find. Sure, yeah. And I think that's where I, I discovered the Twin B series. Uh, so when I saw this on the, it's not whatever, what is that called on Switch? It's not the virtual console. It's the oh, Super I... Nintendo Land. Who knows? <laughs> Either way, I was like, oh, it's that game. I uh, played it for a few minutes. I was like, oh, this is great. We should we should totally play this for the show. And that's yeah. that's where that stood. Sweet. Well, Nick, what was your more recent experience with Pop and Twinbee? Uh, well, uh, I beat this game. Um, Cheating? Oh, yes. Uh, I played a little bit. Um, you know, it was only one player, of course, but I was able to get about halfway through the game uh, before. And what were you playing it on just the standard difficulty? I was. I was playing on difficulty four out of seven. Okay. Now, I beat the game mm -hmm. without cheating. Oh, nice. But I was playing on level one. Oh, okay. So very, very different. Very different. Uh, I did play on four a bit, and one is a breeze and a half compared to four. I can only imagine seven being really, really tough. I Yeah, I thought about, you know, it's always a risky prospect sometimes changing your difficulty in case you, you know, it tells you it's like, oh, you only get through half the game and then try I harder. looked it up. Yeah, I, that's what I, I was kind of shocked, especially at first. <laughs> about how much was going on per screen in this game. So I was like, oh, geez, I don't know what to do. And then I discovered there are, there are quite a few cheat codes, one of which you can use all the time where you pause the game and then it gives you full shields and four drones. Oh, really? Yeah, so I just kept doing that. Like, and oh, I that sounds awesome. Play. Yeah, no, it was, it was fun because, you know, it's a lot of shooters have this, but... I always think of it in, you know, Gradius, where it's like, man, if you die, you lose it all. And then you have to try to earn your way back up into that previous killing power in a much harder level than you were when you got the original loadout, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I beat it uh, once, almost twice, got to the second, the end level the second mm -hmm. time playing with my daughter. Nice. And we did play with the second mode where I was taking most of the fire. Okay. It's really interesting because it bosses that have like tr like twelve guns on them, all guns would be facing me except for one, which would be facing her. <laughs> so that was funny. Uh, but there is you know some unique challenges to playing two player, which is you know going for you you have no control over what color bells you're gonna get. It's very oh, hard. Yeah, especially if one of the two people has that spread gun. Good luck. You know, you just take yeah. whatever color you can get. You pray there's a green or two out there. Try to try to dart in there when it changes for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But it does seem like with the special, you know, the throw and certain things that it would be. Oh, it definitely made it way easier. easier. Um, yeah. I think I think if we went through it again, we could probably beat it. No problem. Uh, but yeah, it, it that that two player uh, mode. Very nice. And uh, both times uh, one setting. You can beat this game in like what, 35, 40 minutes. Something. Like, yeah, it doesn't doesn't take much, especially if you cheat, especially. friends here we are in the general chat portion of our show and i would just like to start by saying that this game is a dream for parents that want to share a shoot 'em up with their children especially ones that maybe aren't at the same skill level as themselves oh i bet man i didn't play it a two-player but just you know perusing the manual and stuff where i was like wow couple mode and these two players you know it's like this is uh perfect for for sharing with children yeah, I mean, I can imagine back in the day, this would be a great big brother, little brother, little sister game, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to play with them, but they're going to lose all the lives. Well, here, this <laughs> is a way to kind of mitigate that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I do think you share um, credits when you're two players, by the way. I didn't bring that up earlier, but. Oh, right, right. I mean, I know you do because I only died three times and <laughs> at, the, at the end of the game, there was no continues I was, for me. So. I, was, <laughs> I was definitely fuzzy on the continues because after a point where I was just like, well, you know. Yeah just pause it and enter this code and then you know now i'm full again so so let's get into that real quick because that is one thing i thought i really enjoyed about this game was that i never felt horribly underpowered when i lost my stuff i mean it was rare for me to be i I never three was really like the the height of what i could get Mm -hmm. as far as options or or drones or whatever four is like an unattainable dream if i went for four i'm losing one of them like it's Oh uh, yeah, it's ah, it's the curse of the bells, but it like um because there is this chase like you you dart forward, but that darting forward just sends you right into danger. It's hard because it is such a swarming game of bullets. You know, almost all the bullets are pink, which are the ones that I guess the punch can deflect. Yeah. But yes. I didn't really focus up on the punch much. It was I mean, especially at first, like uh, it was like overwhelming. I, I was astounded at in the first level where I was like, all right, we'll get these bells. And then I'm like trying to f- remember what colors, you know, you got to learn the colors to make sense of all that first, too. And then it's just like, holy crap, like they, they, as soon as they come in, the screen fills up with these different enemy. You know, if you're not mowing the lawn, so to speak, constantly, it'll fill up fast. And then the minute yeah. that because you also have a lot of ground enemies, too, which are especially in certain levels were way more frequent than I was preparing. And there you can't yeah. rapid fire your bombs as much. So it's a real like, okay, I'm bombing these guys. And but you can them. fire both at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. I So you can keep your button on that main firing and then tap that bomb. And you, you got to a lot of points. And I will say uh, not a lot of slowdown. A very little, which is, I mean, that's one of the graphical feats of this game. I was astounded by where, there are so many things on the screen. Like when you use your chibi attack and it sends oh, like God. 20 of these like ships and they're all bouncing at different angles and they look great. They're like rotated. I don't know if this game had a special chip or, you know, or maybe yeah, they're just. I, I saw called out about it. Yeah, I, I, I was astounded that it didn't slow down at all for that. It's or, that Konami touch, man, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's uh, it's amazing. And that touch, you know, it goes across it all. The you know we'll talk about this as we do in every shoot 'em up the music 
is 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 hard to follow. It's drowned out by so many explosions and your constant gun. Yeah, always. But it's good underneath there. There's some great music that some of it, you know, where I was like, I feel like I'm on a quest here. This is a different I mean, in a good way. Pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty good stuff. Which brings me to like, you know, one of my the things that I really love about this game is since this is not a space based shoot 'em up, you don't have that constant that that same theming of like now you're in the fire planet now you're in sure a, a spaceship the music's kind of all got that same feel there was so much variety in this uh from the levels to the enemies and the music that it's just super refreshing oh absolutely and i loved the backgrounds in this game they're they are amazing it's they're distractingly beautiful you know <laughs> yeah yeah on top of all where i was I, like what like are, the, I think chi- the chinese level like oh yeah or the the water level i remember being like oh like you know it's just showing water like <laughs> reflections and i i i couldn't look away i was like ah, i want to i don't know it's it's so great it's, and you know for the record one of the best waterfalls i've seen in a while in that level as well for sure uh and that that's not to take away from the enemies in the game which are all weird and super fun yeah, it's an and there's an interesting through line with the I don't remember what you called them. They they kind of reminded me of like round headed serve bots or something. The little yeah. men, you know, and those are always on the ground level. Yeah, and you'll see them like pick up stuff or or the acorn squad or whatever. You know, sometimes yes. they're in like a little mech or in little ships or they. Pretty, but I mean, there's all kinds of goofy uh, enemies from like walking pineapples to flower ships to just. You, you name it. And they're all really unique looking. They don't bleed into the background. That's never a problem. No. Yes. Yeah. The only downside is that there's just so much going on that sometimes it's hard it, to like really focus on any one thing. It ramps up fast, too, or it's just like instantly you're like, oh, like I, like I have to kill that. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, this is great. Oh, die, die. Like, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, like I said, I, I never really felt like I was being punished too horribly when I lost my stuff because mm-hmm. you, you always start with at least a couple of the screen clearing, uh, the chibis. Yeah, you get your three and, you know, a life meter does go a long way to helping your survivability. Yeah. And there's a pretty good amount of bells throughout every level. It's not like you have to wait, for, you know, halfway through for the next re-up of, of power-ups or anything. Yeah, yeah, it's which is good because you know I I I like okay I'm not really a fan of this bell system because I think they bounce too much and it drives me nuts because that I'm is a, the downside they activate the my greedy core that wants to power up and like I wish they would just bounce off the top of the screen instead of leaving the screen so yeah I could at least you know like we accidentally shoot them and you're like all right I know there's a green one and it, here it comes four seconds later but then it's like not only do you have to try to pick that up without getting killed but you also can't shoot it yeah exactly so it's like uh, and if you've got drones orbiting and all that i don't know it's it's uh it's it's interesting and that i don't know i feel like if i could get over myself and stop trying to grab everything it's something you have to kind of learn to yeah really I, make I th- progress the key is is you just have to give up and and just realize you're not yeah. going to have all the options like yeah. you you want four options don't it's not going to happen like and, and at the point there's a certain point especially playing two players with my daughter like you know she doesn't care about my side or my bells she's right, just right. shooting that spread gun like there's no tomorrow yeah, so it's yeah. like uh, you know 
I'll just take whatever color I can get. Is it a shield? Is it a spread? I don't care. Like it's not, it's not gold. Ah, get it. Like just, <laughs> just get there and take it. And once you've given up and you, you embrace that, it's definitely a lot more fun, but I I'm with you there. When I was playing single player, I would go down that rabbit hole of just shooting the same bell, like for three minutes through a stage, like it'll eventually turn green. Yeah. I know it will. It's got to, right? Like, <laughs> well, and that's what, even though the, the getting hit or losing the power down from dying is more forgiving here than say in other ones. It's also more frustrating because I'm like, you don't know what I went through to <laughs> yeah. get that purple bell. Like I have to do it again. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now let's talk about the bosses real quick. I think the bosses are fun. Uh, a lot of, there's a good mix. There's a couple, you know, kind of mini bosses in the game. Yeah. There's that one kind of evil B evil twin B. I don't know. Looking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's like a mech that'll pop out a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the bosses are nice because they're pretty varied. And what I like about them is that they are, they all move around a lot. We're, we're, we don't have a lot of the like, oh, uh, you've come up to the boss at the top of the screen and now you just learn its pattern and stay at the bottom and, and move around it. <laughs> you know, most of these bosses are pretty mobile and, you know, it just gives you like a little more to do while you're in a boss fight. Well, yeah, and I thought the bosses were easier than most of the levels. Or yeah, they're not too hard either, which is nice. Not as stressful, at least. I, where it's like, okay, well, things calm down a little bit now. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got one well, big enemy instead of a thousand little ones. Yeah, you you don't have anything coming in from the sides of the screen, or as the game goes on, more more and more than I would like from the back of the screen. Well, and that's you know, it did make me pause a bit in the manual, and I was like, why does Winby's thing shoot backwards, or you know, for the yeah, uh, but it was really it, cool. It makes you wor- worried because you're like, wait a minute, if this is either a dumb idea on their part or it, you know some things are going to happen later in the game, a lot coming to make it useful, you know? And when you're playing two-player, having Winby, I think when we played, we both did the rotating. That's what I did as well. And having her rotating is great. Like, being able to have her shoot behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, phenomenally great. Like it just makes some parts of the game much easier. And uh, that the two player spin throw attack, like oh, since it bounces all around the room, like any of those. So there's certain creatures that are like, slow moving up from the b- bottom of the screen takes care of them real fast. Yeah. Now, you know, we do have the, the bombing and I feel like there's certain levels that just don't have much bombing in them. Right, right. And then, so when you come back to bombing again, you're like, oh, I forgot. Like I got, <laughs> yeah, it really keeps you on your toes that way. But the, the real thing for me was that I just never really figured out when to do the punching. Me either. I, I should have looked into it more, but my, once I discovered the cheat, you know, cheat code, I was yeah. just using that a lot to. I mean, I guess it is a stronger attack and that would be great for some bosses. But the thing is, is you have to be right up on whatever you're punching. And I'm just so against that. The manual claims that there are certain enemies that can only be defeated by a punch. Um, Probably there were some like silver enemies at different points of the game that didn't seem to be invulnerable to my shooting. Uh, It was like a group of like four little like bee things that fly at you. Yeah. Well, I another thing playing through this game, too, is I was like, look, don't kid yourself and think that you're killing all the enemies. Like, (laughs) yeah, there was a lot of just like, all right, let them go by. I'm I'm just uh, cruising through here. See you later. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a little more attainable when you're playing two player, but as a one player game, you are not you're not getting rid of everything on the screen. Uh, so much of it is just dodging, dodging the enemies and their bullets and just accepting that you're not going to be able to get them all because you're going to have to move before, you know, like with the bombs, they're fine, but they're kind of slow. And it's, 
you can't really rapid fire with them. And while they no. do kind of auto aim, it's like you get a little reticule where you would where you hit or whatever, so you can yeah. kind of see. But it's uh, it's just frustrating when you see like a phalanx of these pineapples coming down a bridge, and you're like, ugh, like because they can shoot me with their guns, but I have to special bomb you. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I want to mention, and we'll probably talk about it more in the next segment, but I really also enjoyed the little interstitials between the levels. Oh, yeah. You get a little kind of. Yes. Yes. You get a little cutscene, uh, you know, very basically animated, but it is a fun little. Uh, it very, very loosely ties into what's going on. It's more of just like a, a, a funny little scene of the, the pilots or the, the ships themselves goofing around. Yeah, there's yeah, there's one where, you know, maybe it'll show Dr. Marduk, what Mardok Mardok. Sure. Yeah, it's Mardok. <laughs> They'll show him like crying when he's, you know, he's like looking at a screen of the ship blowing up the boss. And then it's like he has a little anime tear or, you know, it's just goofy stuff. It's funny. Yeah, something to keep you like, you know, in the thought of the game is as an actual storyline, not just a, a series of levels. Yeah. Right, this is it the level by level portion of our show and in this game the levels i think are called stages that is correct and there are seven of them there are seven stages seven bosses and we're going to get into those right now starting with stage one dandelion town that's right and i mean a lot of the levels are also laid out in the backgrounds i should have mentioned this before in a you know, they're super cute and the graphics are great, but they're in this like isometric view, too, which makes them, at least for me, even more adorable. Yeah, especially this one, because it's like pastel, like ground houses and like buildings and stuff. And like this is the most realistic area of the game. I it, it was frustrating. I wanted to be like, turn in. I want to go down there. <laughs> you got to fly down there and hang out for a minute. Talk to some townspeople, get clues. But no, there are. This is where we'll see a lot of those pineapples, I think. Uh, lots of ships and various fruits as well <laughs> uh yeah there is the uh paracorn as they're called oh, okay the okia corn there's that little uh eggplant jet and what's really cool about this first level is like we said there's there's these buildings and whatnot the enemies on the ground walk behind the buildings they are occluded like little touches like that that mm. don't need to be in here yep yep and like i said what's behind those buildings i want to know <laughs> let me down there <laughs> Now, eventually, you'll get to the outskirts of the town where you are way higher up. Uh, you'll see the port. You'll make your way over the water and to our first boss, uh, sometimes known as Bronco or Buronco. Buronco. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, and it's a large ship with cannons. Like It's got arms, too. Your classic Super Nintendo tentacle ball joint arms. Uh, but what I love about it is halfway through the battle or, or early on, you blow the top off this thing. And it is full of those little acorn people. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. And they, they're like freak out. It, it's I, I like seeing them around in this and various other boss fights where it's like, I don't know. Yeah, you've got your crew and then like the head pirate one with a sword. Yeah. Uh, and your goal is to just to, to defeat all of them, really. Uh, the only hard part is that the cannons on the ship itself do rotate. So they shoot in all directions. But they're pretty slow, and this is a boss is easy to avoid. It's 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 uh, attacks. Yeah, especially if you have the spread gun too, it's easy to stay back and be able to hit it no matter where it is. Uh, another thing, you know, I didn't mention in the last segment is that 
I never really felt precious about using my super move in this game. No, I use them all the time. <laughs> I got I got it so often from the bells that I was like, you know, there's no point in having eight of these in reserve. Like, I'm never going to use eight at a boss. Like, no, I mean, well, they are valuable to clear the screens because there's tons of enemies. But most of the bosses you fight have multiple attack hit locations. So it hits all of them uh, several times sometimes, you know. And then, as we mentioned, when you destroy a boss, it erupts into like a ton of bells. So you really have to scramble to get them all. And you can't change them more than once or you because you only have like yeah five, seven seconds. Yeah, you can get tricked. So it's like run up there and shoot a couple of them, grab them and then just grab as many as you can, because what else are you going to do? <laughs> exactly. And it's a nice surprise because honestly, it happens so fast. I never know what I got. So it's like when I start the next level, I'm like, ooh, I got three three drones and a shield. Cool. Like who to thunk? Yeah, bonus. Uh, then we get our first little cutscene. It is of uh, what's the what's the daughter, the granddaughter? Uh, Maruka. Maduka. Madoka. Give an old twin bee a kiss on the cheek, and he well he gets a uh, love struck from it. Oh, he, he's a stud. We then move on to level two, Aqua Park. Aqua Park. Just another awesome looking level with all these like clear domed like i i guess are you underwater you're underwater uh you know that because there is a very subtle like shimmering effect going on yes and i looks, don't know how these happy clouds live underwater but they do they do but it's uh it looks great and lots of these little like dome pods that are all connected with various things it's a it's a really cool style for the level yeah there's crabs anemones like uh these little seed pods that fly around i mean we can't really talk about every single enemy because there's like a billion they're all awesome looking that's the key yeah but they're all the best part is yeah yeah like you said these like multi-plane sea pods that have like an underwater society in them yeah they all look awesome and like they're so cool i want to like i want to go in there yeah it's like what who built this who lives down there i you know i don't know uh you know there's a, a bunch of fish you have to fight some like eels and whatnot Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and for the most part like we said the the shooting patterns change on based on your difficulty so it's hard to describe every one of them the the fish that gave me the most trouble though was the swarms that would come in from the sides yeah at the end yeah i was like uh this i'm using my super move on this yeah it's it's tough to get through i mean unless you have winby's thing that could shoot to the side maybe you know like that can help a lot mm -hmm. and then finally we have the boss of this area uh, does not have an English name, sadly. It is Ikachudo. And Ikachudo is a giant jellyfish. Yeah, it's kind of robotic and... And, and you may not realize you're fighting a boss at first. Oh, right, right. And at first, you know, this translucent thing in the background looks like it could just be more of the, the, the level. Uh, but quickly, it starts shooting out bubbles at you. Yes, bubbles. Deadly bubbles. Uh, and at this point, you can only hit it in the eyes. So focus up your fire. And then halfway through the battle, the top of it like splits apart, not unlike um, the mask worn by Quaid. Is that the main character oh. of uh, Total Recall? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, where he's yeah. that big lady that opens. <laughs> yeah, it opens like the mask Quaid wears in Total Recall for all of you uh, 40 plus listeners. Hey, even if you're not 40 plus, Total Recall is worth a checkout. Totally holds up. Uh, we're talking about the Arnold Schwarzenegger version. Yeah, I think I watched it last year. It's great. It's uh, it's awesome. It's part of the Paul Verhoeven uh, trilogy of misunderstood films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And once it opens up, that's when it really uh, the 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 heat is on. As yeah. they would say. 
so once it's split open, we have a whole new uh, slew of attacks. That's right. You get the laser beams. Yeah, and that's a lot of laser beams shooting out the sides of it, uh, straight down. So you want to avoid those. Uh, then its eyes will glow, it'll charge, and then an awesome-looking beam of lightning will shoot down. And, you know, this might come as a surprise, but you don't want to touch it. Uh, I, I don't think I was ever hit by it, but it looks like it would do a lot of damage. Yes, it's very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eventually, this thing will explode into a another shower of bells, and you get your next cutscene, which is... Twin B and Win B, the ships, now tiny-sized, dancing around the uh, granddaughter. Yeah, and why not? Have some fun. After that, we move on to the next level. Yeah, here, stage three is the Oolong Ruins, which, at least in the manual, it says, break into the Great Wall of China in the sky that Marduk has built. Hmm. It is definitely a Chinese-themed level. You have these beautiful purple clouds, these awesome rock formations below. Well, yeah, and you have those, like, they're like futuristic old classic style asian buildings you know and some giant buddha statues heck yeah now the downside of this level is you're gonna have a lot more enemies coming from behind now yeah so get used to that including these very large like uh tank type creatures that just slowly move in and form a whole wall behind you not cool <laughs> also not cool is uh i think you have to kill a bunch of flying pandas yeah are these i, I had trouble kind of figuring out what what they were at first but there's they a like panda balls yeah and they just like blast them at you yeah the other uh, annoying part of the level is that ship that comes down splits in two goes to the sides and then just rains lasers across the center of the the field yeah not fun although yeah, easier with two players on the upside i don't think this is one of the levels with not that many ground enemies uh, there's like no ground enemies in this yeah for sure they just made up for it with all the pandas that's right so many pandas. Uh, the other new enemy that's super annoying in this area are the green like UFOs that have like four guns on them. They spin around. Mm -hmm. They shoot in like really quickly and then uh, they're invincible until they stop. And then when they fade into vincibleness, <laughs> there's like a, a like usually like at least four to ten of them. Yeah. And those like, um, oh, I don't even know how to describe them. They're like slow moving flying worms that come in from behind you. Yeah. Or like caterpillar kind of thing or something they do they have a really cool motion of the way they fly like the animation on them is just beautiful oh yeah but they're slow moving from behind so like they a single player this this part is very very uh uh it takes a lot of patience let's put it that way yeah um, yeah or you gotta wait for them to, to move around you before you can really attack them meanwhile you now have reached the the great wall in the sky which has uh all the little acorns jumping along it yeah and you got to get them. You got to kill them for their hearts. You probably need them. I know I always do. Uh, once you make it to the end of the level, you are greeted by a very interesting looking boss known as Fura Furaga. <laughs> Furaga. Okay. Yes. And Furaga is kind of like a weird frog robot. Yeah. Kind of a uh, mecha walker look to it in a way. This was the first, I think, challenging boss. I can see that. Because he's got these four legs. While he's walking backwards with them, they all can hit you and hurt you. Mm -hmm. So you don't have a lot of maneuverability. He's got a laser eye, shoots lasers from the front. Yes, and right. And each leg shoots out like a little beam or a little ball of energy. Yeah, and it's it moves around. And like if you move to the side, it has, you know, different kind of scatter shots. Mm -hmm. And then halfway through, once you've destroyed its legs, the feet all become well, like missile launchers. 
and each one shoots a stream of missiles at you. Uh, this is the point at which I, I, I spam that super attack. Yeah, you can bust out the chibi. Collect your bells, uh, and then you get to see, um, well, I might be Winby, dressed in like a Chinese uh, traditional outfit, winking <laughs> at you. Aww. You don't get to enjoy it for long, though, because you are moved right along to the next level. Yes, the battleship in the air. <laughs> the manual says Aww. it's Mardok's Pride, a huge battleship. Attack it at full strength. Okay, noted. And now you are above some green clouds. They're much more active than the clouds of the previous level. Yeah. Oh, no. This level also has some of those, like, fans. I don't know. You just, like, there's a lot of things you just can't destroy that you just want to avoid, like, uh, I guess, propellers. You know what I mean? Like, Well, the beginning of the level, you see the shadow of this airship. Yeah, yeah. It's coming from below. The lights get brighter. You have to fight a bunch of those flying mech guys. Mm-hmm. They're annoying. They shoot tons of uh, missiles at you. Yes. But eventually, the airship breaks through the clouds underneath you. Yeah, it looks cool. Looks super cool. And then it's like, you know, a slow level where you are flying around the airship. You have no control over which portion you're at. Yeah. But you're constantly just trying to avoid the propellers and fighting whatever is now released from the airship. Uh whole slew of strange creatures like these ducks i i love those ducks because (laughs) they have like their their wings look you know what i mean they look like plane wings i don't know it's uh oh yeah and then well they pop out like a bomb and then their wings pop out yeah now you cannot destroy the ports that these enemies are coming out of Uh, and there are enemies shooting off from the sides many of them are those little flower robots flower ships yeah, uh, you know, the second phase is a long stretch of cannons you got to deal with. And then eventually you get to the very bottom of the ship where there's a bunch of those little acorns swabbing the deck. Yeah. Yeah. Take care of them. Yeah. Get some hearts if you can. And when you do, uh, you get down to the very bottom of the ship and the front of it opens up. Dun, dun, dun. And out pops this uh, really cool looking like mech suit thing. Yeah. This is your like evil nemesis, uh, your first encounter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this boss is a mixed bag. In some ways, it's a little harder because it has a spread shot. It shoots these, like, uh, double helix attacks. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think this is harder than most of the bosses because he's not huge, you know, and you actually have to, like, avoid the a lot of shots because the spread shot, I don't know, it's like the way it overlaps, you don't have a lot of room to dodge sometimes. Yeah. Now, once you've defeated it, you are not greeted with a shower of bells. No. Just some more uh, clouds that gives you your standard amount of bells. And then you're back up to the airship. It's showtime now. Yes, now it's the real boss fight. You make your way up through the airship again and then past it to fight Hypata Ketonbo. <laughs> okay. And what is this thing? I don't know. <laughs> it's like a, a bug helicopter where the blade is its butt. It has four arms. Some of them are guns. Some of them are hands. The hands still shoot things. Yeah, it's got several. It's an interesting design. Um, And each of the like what's it's got the four arms that you can destroy. Yes. Piece by piece. Two shoot fireballs. Yeah. Two shoot projectiles. And if you thought that mech guy, the the evil twin bee was hard. Oh, this boss is a little harder than that. Well, it's aiming for you. Yes. And it takes up such a chunk of the screen. Yeah. 
uh, when it and then its center eye will also shoot stuff out at you. And I had a really hard time avoiding its shots. Yeah, it's tough, man. I had the spread gun here, so it was mostly about staying towards the bottom kind of corners and just getting shots in at the side, kind of mm-hmm. slowly. Yeah. I lost all my my uh, drones on this one for sure. Now it does have a final phase where um, once you've defeated all of the arms, it just kind of lobs out energy balls from the sides. Yeah. But you destroy it. You grab those bells and then you get to watch Dr. Madaka Maduka. Mar- well, Mardok. Dr. Mardok sat, watch his ship explode and then cry about it. It's his pride and joy. And then you move on to Dragonfly Lake. <laughs> the manual calls it Lake Dampura, and it says, Is this heaven or hell? Skim over the surface of the water and break out to the city in the sky. Well, at first glance, you'd think it's heaven. A very cute heaven with pink treetops, little gophers, cuddly bears, hippopotamuses. The only downside is that they're all trying to kill you. Yes. Constantly shooting a never-ending stream of bullets at you. Flying squirrels. They are as deadly as they are cute. Yes, and there's a millions of them. Yes. Uh, this level does have these weird, like, purple spiky guys that are hard to shoot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, hilariously, these pigs that, like, fly around by backwards in the water. <laughs> They're not hard to deal with, but they are hilarious. Indeed. And this level also features the return of your evil bee foe. Yes, the mini boss. Baron Bee, I think is its name. Baron Bee? Yeah. Cuban Bee. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, Baron B, same as last time. Yeah, this he's got energy balls, homing missiles. Uh, I feel like this one's a little easier than the previous one, but mm-hmm. it's nothing too crazy. Second half of the level, it is crazy. There's like a <laughs> stampede of aardvarks. Is that well, okay? I was trying to figure out. I, I, <laughs> but they are filling the bottom of the screen. Now, they don't shoot at you, uh, but some of them do have hearts, so you, you do have to kind of like shoot as many of them as you can. Meanwhile, these like flying skulls are coming at you. And I think they're one of the in- things you can only punch. Mm, okay. Okay. I mean, you can just avoid them for a while if you need to. Oh, I was very much avoiding them. Uh, and then you're in this like floating city that's super cool looking. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, now, downside, once you get to the floating city area, there's these um, mouse bees that fly up, <laughs> spin around, and then shoot out a stream of bullets in every direction. Yeah. And uh, they're horrible. You have to kill them as soon as they pop up. If you can't, then you get ready to take some damage or use the chibi. Yeah, because it is almost impossible to dodge that circular rotation of bullets from them. It's tough. And then finally, you're at the boss. And this boss is Donguri Besu. Uh. And it is some sort of sky base. Another flying fortress. Yeah, this this part, this boss kind of reminds me of like 1942, you know? Definitely. Uh, and this is a little tiny flying ship that has four cannons on it, a laser in the front, and inside you can see those little acorn guys piloting the ship. Yeah. And every once in a while they'll, they'll jump out. I don't know if they're trying to repair it or what they're doing, but... Just abandoning ship. I killed them, so they never got a chance to finish the job. Uh, for a later stage boss, this one was pretty easy. Yeah, it's... Uh, it- it's it has know, no weird yeah standard stuff you know like there's not any big curveballs coming here there's no second form you know all of its bullets that shoot uh to the sides are slow so nothing really nothing really going on there um you just got to take out the big cannons exactly and then when you have uh beaten it you are treated to a little scene of twin b in his cockpit 
being cool, turning to the camera and giving a thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Which seeing that, I now have to add that to my thumbs up GIF collection <laughs> that I like to, uh, you know, send to people with as my affirmative. Right on. But you can't rest on your laurels because we are getting close to the end of the game. We are now in the magma base. Yeah, it's a, like it looks like a mine almost at times. You know, it's very uh, industrial kind of. You got like tracks and such. Yes. And by tracks, you mean like minecart style tracks. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of walls. And like you said, it's definitely like a mining area. I don't know if there's any new enemies in here. So many ones you've seen before, but sometimes acting in new and horrible ways. Yeah, and this level has a ton of things on the ground. Like, it's uh, one of the heavier levels in that regard. The biggest problem for me is those flower ships that fly in in, like, circular patterns that just come in from every angle. Yeah. And if if you don't punch a hole through them as they're coming in, you're getting hit. Yeah, there's no way And then right after that, just a sea of those mechs that shoot missiles. I hate them. Just that nonstop. Even though they are one of my favorite, like, enemy sprites. Yeah, because they have a little acorn in the head. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're like a headmaster or something. <laughs> uh, one of the things I do like is that uh, at a couple points to the level, there's like a a seal of the evil guy, the doctor. It says DM, and it's got his face on it. <laughs> um, what did I say that evil twin B was called? Because he's back. Oh, yeah. Baron. Baron B. Baron B, round three. And then finally, the end of the level, well, you're fighting a giant robotic Mardok's face. Yeah, giant robot head. Uh, it's uh, pretty cool and, you looking. Know, I said earlier, this game doesn't have any of those bosses where you just walk up to the you know back wall and fight the boss. Yeah. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> this boss exists. Uh-huh. But, you know, I didn't think of it that way because there's a lot more going on than that. You do have, you know, the center thing in the back that you've got to shoot. Yeah. But during the fight, there's a constant stream of acorns coming out. Right, right. And... Those are bombed enemies, so you're really on your toes fighting. Sometimes they're just small ones that take one hit. Sometimes they're large ones that take multiple hits. They're the real, like, threat. Indeed. It's not the missiles coming from his face or the lasers coming from his hand. Yeah, because you can you can avoid those enough, and but it's the, the ground anti-aircraft enemies, so to speak, that are shooting at you that force you to move into danger. Yeah, and you just have to stay on top of them. Yeah. Beating this boss, you get a cute little scene of Winby riding on top of her her ship giving the classic peace sign victory sign photo <laughs> op wink if you've seen a picture of my daughter in the past four years you've seen that pose as well because <laughs> it's one she does constantly and then we are there at the final level of the game where are we nick we are at mardok lab Dr. Murdoch, <laughs> Dr. Murdoch's headquarters. In the end, will the last soldier, Super Twin B Devil, remove its veil? It might. And <laughs> there's a lot going on here. You are flying over mechanical stuff at the very bottom of the screen. There, and then above that is like a bizarro factory. Yeah, there's lots of like, it's an interesting kind of pastel. There's like purples and stuff. And... It's like a toy factory. You have to fight flying yeah. kendamas. Yeah, yeah. What looks like they could be bottles of glue and or playing cards. Yeah, the, yeah. It's hard to say. It's a weird base. Yeah, it, it kind of does have that like toy box. You know, there's like tops. Yeah. Did I mention the kendamas? If you don't know what a kendama is, it's that thing where you have a spike on the top and then two concave sides and a ball. And you try to catch the ball either yeah. in the concave spot or on the top. Ball in a cup. They were... 
oddly popular again <laughs> four years ago at my son's school. So there's at least two or three of them floating around this house somewhere. Tis why I could, I could, I could, I got decent at it. I'm... Better at it than I probably should be as an adult man. <laughs> Not I. Yeah. So just all kinds of little things constantly flying at you. Uh, the worst is those tops because they shoot out a never-ending stream of shrimp-sized fireballs <laughs> that are just just endless and daunting. It's tough, man. I know I entered the uh, El Chito Codo lots of times in this level. There are little robots flying around. There are springs or slinkies with the acorns on top of them. There are toy uh, little spaceships. Yeah. And then towards the end. Yeah, the evil bee's back. And so we do have our final showdown with Baron B. Yeah, who has uh, two drones now, right? He now has his, or she, has their own drones and a shield. Not cool. They've really been taking a page out of your book. And I think (laughs) also the missiles are new. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got all the tricks from the previous encounters as well as this BS, so not cool. Yeah, now luckily you can take out the drones individually. Which you're going to want to do. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you just haven't spammed your chibi attack and what's cool is like as you approach this uh baron the level speeds up you're you're really starting to move faster and it, it adds to the intensity of the fight <laughs> and then after you've defeated it you're straight up against the final boss of the game that's right and it is known as the super twin b devil okay so that's what this is what it was talking about in the manual yes <laughs> and the super twin b devil is a giant mech what's cool is when you approach it it's got these like hoses hooked up to it, like it's fueling or powering up. Yeah, and they like uh, pull off of it with some steam shooting around. Yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, "Are those going to be arms it uses against me?" You know? No. Instead, it gets uh, loaded up with two cannons, and then the arms fold out from it. And this thing has some attacks. It's got a giant super laser that it unleashes from the front. Mm-hmm. It's got pink bullets from the giant cannons. Yeah, the hands yeah they shoot yeah. out fireballs you don't want to get hit by any of them it fills the screen with lots of like it's not just like little bullets but they're not little really missiles yeah yeah now all of the main attacks from this are not too bad because they're all straightforward so those are easy to avoid it's that barrage of missiles that is the real trick yeah they come out the back and curve around mm-hmm. the good news is each arm, each cannon, these all have their own um, hit points or whatever. So you can destroy each one individually. And when you do, that lessens its firepower. Now, sadly, it never stops the missiles. Those are going to come. They're, they're a constant, for, you know? Yeah, nonstop. But once you have defeated the cannons and the arms, it goes into another phase where it shoots these, like, multicolor electrical orbs at you. Yeah. And it rushes you. So whenever you try to get in front of it, it will now charge at you which you don't want to get hit by. There's also, you know, still got missiles, right? (laughs) Those missiles never stop. Never, ever stop missling. But eventually, you keep hitting this thing, and it will explode into a shower of bells. The base itself will ignite into a wonderful series of explosions. Dr. Marduk will, mode 7, spin out at you, exploded from his thing, and then you get a nice little um, series of credits where the acorns and the ships dance along. Yeah, it's nice. It's a it's a little briefer than I kind of expected. Like, it, it just goes straight into it, you know, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of wanted, like, one more wrap-up cutscene there. That's what I was kind of expecting. Like, well, my dad's back to normal now. But it's like, nope, don't care. It's done. Job is done. Get out of here. <laughs> 
and I'm pretty sure you are getting actual name credits. Yeah. Some of them seemed fake names, and some of them seemed real, at least from what I remember, but I didn't really check it out. <laughs> and then you get a classic The End Konami logo, and then back to the title screen. Yay. Well, here we are, folks, in the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. And I gave this game a 4.0. I gave it a 4.5. You know, I thought about five. It's just like I never got to hear the music. It was great. I just never heard it. I, I went through and listened to the music on, you know, separately. I mean, it, it's great stuff, and I just loved. You know, I'm not the hugest fan of super cute stuff, but the massive variety of different sprites. They're all animated well, better than a ship needs to be. They rotate around. The backgrounds are, like I said, distractingly beautiful. I love them all. So it's all good stuff. Yeah, I mean, like you said, these ships don't need to be so well animated. All the enemies are fun to look at. The backgrounds are gorgeous, so uh, you got me. I'm going up to 4.5. Oh, scratching in right now. Next up is Play Control, which I also gave a 4.0. I went with a 3.0, but I mean... Explain yourself. Well, I, I mean, you know, it's a shooter, <laughs> so there's various kind of uh, conventions, and it, it performs, you know, you can move well, variable speed, but it gives you so much, like... The ability to map all your buttons is great. And then agreed. And there are the like player two, you know, two player options, the throw, the life share, a lot of a lot of things you can do. I never mode. had trouble doing what I wanted with the ship. And anytime I got hit, I felt like it was my fault, not not, you know, the controls. Yeah, yeah. So I gave it a 4.0 because of that and because of the ability to change the, the inputs. Always a plus. Yeah. Next up is challenge factor. Ooh, I gave it a 4.0. I gave it a 2.0 because if you knock that difficulty down, this game is very easy. It's not, well, I would say that it's not very easy, but it's definitely beatable. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, like I said, I played through on the medium, you know, level four, and I was like, this would be, it would take practice and some learning and the mastery of the bell system to truly get through it un unassisted even though i just cheated and had a great time so there you go <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like this game is as hard as you want it to be with that difficulty system but if you just want to breeze through it you can by playing two player and knocking that difficulty all the way down to one yeah and finally we have theme and fun i gave it a 3.5 i gave it a 4.5 i to me this is almost a perfect uh shoot 'em up it's got everything you want out of the genre i, I can understand why you're not a huge fan of the bell system but I like that it's different than the the standard. I it's yeah it's 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 fine. Four gold guys. It takes some yeah uh, getting used to, but uh, it, it's more just like there's just so much in it's like going on, and the bells are another thing. I my my only real wish was that I wish there were like more special weapons, kind of mm. like that's always a draw for me in a shooter, you know. So, but this and game, I think I did have the benefit of the two player bias, you know. Yeah. Every game that we play two player, I think I always give another point higher than you do <laughs> if, I, if I get to play it with another human. Yeah, but yeah, which makes sense. I mean, it is I I still had a good time and I think it's uh it's a fine fun game. And so I ask at the end of every show, 
Uh, and I will continue to do so as long as the show keeps going on. Uh, Nick, should you play this game? I think it's worth a shot, uh, especially if you could just cheat or take the difficulty down and have a nice cruise through a beautiful <laughs> land of animation. Yeah, I think if you like shoot 'em ups, definitely check this one out. If you want a game that you can play with the kids, little brother, little sister, uh, your spouse that's not as good as you, you know, hey, this is a great way to share a game, definitely. And the fact that it's, if you have a Nintendo Switch and you pay for that online service, you already have the game. It's easy to access. Save states, rewind, whatever you want. It's all there. Fire it up. Fire it up. Just like my favorite characters from The Crow would say. <laughs> Next week's game will be James Bond 007 for the Game Boy. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. You'll be surprised. It is not what you think it will be, and it's very interesting. <laughs> Indeed it is. And if you are interested in James Bond, what's your favorite James Bond movie? Let us know oh. at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Or if you were one of those lucky people that lived in Europe at the time and actually played Pop and Twinbee when it came out, also let us know on Facebook or Cartridge Command or on Twitter at Cart Command is what I meant to say, but either <laughs> one works. We're Cart Command on Twitter, Cartridge Command on Facebook. We love hearing from you in either place, and we will get back to you, even if we don't post as much as we probably should as being a internet-based form of entertainment. Well, you know. <laughs> We're old and somewhat lame, so. Uh, more than somewhat. <laughs> That's just how it goes. <laughs> but we do have to go out of our way to thank the awesome, kind, and wonderful folks that support us on Patreon, because... Without their support, this show wouldn't happen, and they've been there for us through thick and thin, uh, lean times and strong times. So, hey, to all those that give, a million thanks. Yeah. You know what? A million and one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without you guys, the gals, there is no uh, cartridge command. You pay for our hosting fees, any equipment we need, all that fun stuff. And knowing that people are paying us to do this keeps us that extra bit of motivated to keep moving forward. So thank you all so very, very much. And if you haven't uh, given, consider doing so. Even a dollar helps us out. We super appreciate it. Yeah. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on. Oh, gosh. Okay. Stop. Recording. All right. Well. <laughs> take that cat out of here you're grounded cat it's and, not time you know, to eat yet hold on i gotta move this cat <laughs> sorry cat cat attack all right look i'll feed you <laughs> nick is getting out the cat food is giving a serving to each cat the lid is going back on uh cats have now jumped oh, down and geez. presumably are feeding all right sorry about that <laughs>